Hey everybody, this is James from Dorks the Podcast. Here to talk to you guys for a couple minutes. Um, some video game news we haven't been able to touch touch uh, uh, touch recently, uh, especially today as uh, Nintendo did one of the direct presentations, uh, and a lot of interesting stuff did come out of that uh, today. Some big announcements, some interesting news, as well as to kind of touch based on some stuff that has been uh, talked about since uh, since the holidays uh, that I feel like is pretty. Um, interesting in the gaming uh, community in the world. So with that, we'll get we'll jump right into the direct news um, today. Uh, a lot of news did come out. Uh, they did announce um, a new Super Mario Maker, Super Mario Maker 2. Um, you know, just a basic sequel to the original one that came out on the Wii U a couple years ago, which I thought was a very interesting topic. Uh, very game idea concept in which you basically make a Mario level. You can either make it with... Um, Mario 1, and I think Mario 3. Um, I'm not sure if you could make it with Mario, New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii yet. Um, but some of the level designs I saw were unbelievable. Um, Wicked Hard, um, you know, they had like a 100 life challenge, which, you know, you have 100 lives and you just randomly jump into different custom-made levels to see if you can beat them which I thought were all really, really interesting ideas and concepts. But this one looks like you can make uh, Super Mario World levels from the Super Nintendo as well as the Wii U, so new Super Mario Brothers. So a lot of 3D, a lot of improvements, it looks like, you know, making the pipes and making um, platforms and levels. Um, you know, it will help out with, I think, the touchscreen of the Switch, just like it was really good on the Wii U. So that comes out. Uh, June of 2019, so definitely be on the lookout if you're looking kind of for like a sandbox type of game. Like I always consider like a roller coaster tycoon or something where you know you have to make you know your own level, and a lot of times those, that can be fun. Um, so you're definitely looking for a, a new game to pick up this summer, a little bit more creative, a little bit more not uh, platformish, but you know kind of is, but your own platforming type game. Definitely pick it up. It's definitely worth the the. Um, investment. I, hopefully, it's not sixty dollars. Hopefully, it's like forty bucks or something like that. It's a little bit more uh, palpable and a little bit more easy to swallow, cost-wise. But um, another big announcement they did make was um, Final Fantasy VII uh, is going to get released on the Nintendo Switch. I know uh, Final Fantasy VII is considered well, to most people probably in the top three best Final Fantasy games of all time. You know, it came out on the PlayStation 1 back in the mid-90s. Uh, you know, it kind of set the standard, the bar pretty high. And a lot of the Final Fantasy games after that, 8, 9, and 10, followed suit. I mean, I remember Final Fantasy 7 was a four-disc game, I believe. Uh, that that detailed, that much involved. I've tried playing it a couple times. I never really get far. I'm not really a big fan of the JRPG games. You know, so a lot of people are, you know, and, and I like how Final Fantasy is coming back to the roots. You know, they were very much with Nintendo uh, back with the NES console and some of the Super Nintendo games. You know, that's where they were from. They were from Square and, you know, they invested a lot of time and energy in those consoles and make fantastic games. They made unbelievably great games for, um, you know, the Super Nintendo. 
it's just one of those things where, um, you know, it was kind of good to see them kind of do their own thing um, to a point. But at the same time, it was also really good to see, you know, this game come out. I know there's a lot of talk about Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation Classic, uh, which we'll get to a little bit later, as well as it's going to be re-released and remastered for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 10, who knows. Uh, I mean, I know they teased it at E3 a couple of years ago, but we'll see what, what actually comes about it uh, regarding this. But, you know, definitely if you're looking for a, a, a pretty nice game to have uh, just to kind of play and kind of put some hours into and you're looking for a little bit of that nostalgia, you know, Final Fantasy VII is definitely, you know, where you want to go. Um, but the big news, and I, and I feel like this is the biggest news, and I was very impressed by this because I think it will definitely fill the void coming out in the next couple months years probably is the remake in Link's Awakening. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee. Well they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating, it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! They're so disgusting. Um, so Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening was initially a Game Boy game. Uh, it's the first Game Boy game for Zelda title out there. Uh, originally, they wanted Link's Awakening to be a port of, you know, Link to the Past, but, you know, to make it more Game Boy. Uh, but they decided to do a completely different story, original story, original plot. Um, in the timeline of Zelda, which can be extremely confusing... Uh, the best way I always tell you is to kind of go by the Legend of Zelda, his, the Hyrule history kind of outlines the different timelines accordingly. But this takes place uh, right after Link to the Past and right before Ocarina of Time. So it's one of those like true sequels, supposedly. Uh, to get a little bit more deeper, uh, this is the downgrade timeline um, in the history, the timeline for Zelda. What that means is that Ganon defeated the Hero of Time in Ocarina of Time, and this is what's the outcome of it. So um, it's one of the few games in the Zelda mythos and game series that doesn't involve Zelda, doesn't involve the Triforce of Power. It's actually you know, a pretty standalone game. Um, and then going kind of making that jump is very, very impressive because they're, they're not taking like a GameCube game or a Super Nintendo game. They're, they're, they're honestly taking a, um, they're actually taking a Game Boy game and making it 3D and making it enjoyable for everybody. They did kind of work on it a little bit for the DS. Um, but, you know, seeing it make the, big jump to the bigger console is very much um, enjoyable. And I hopefully it comes out into the hit so they can possibly do that some more with some of those bigger titles from the Game Boy. Um, so definitely be on the lookout. That's coming 2019. So there's hopefully that's probably the big holiday release that's going to come out, just like Pokemon Go or Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu was this year's in Smash as well. 
So definitely keep your eyes out on that. Um, the one news that was on the uh, uh, direct, that wasn't on the direct, sorry, was the um, Metroid Prime 4 getting scrapped and brought back to the drawing board. Um, Metroid Prime 4 was announced pretty early on in the Switch's life um, um, to a point where they made kind of announcement of just um, of just, you know, hey, this is coming out, be on the lookout. And I feel like that's the last of the major original titles uh, from Nintendo not to get a game uh, since the Wii. Um, when they announced that there was a lot of fanfare, there was a lot of ex- uh, there was a lot of excitement about it. Um, because the Prime series kind of gone through its ups and downs, and they were hoping that on the Switch it would kind of get a rebirth. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen right now. So, you know, is it good that's going back to the drawing board? Yes. Could Is it a bad thing as well? Equally is yes. Um, that means what they had already in pre-production wasn't worth it. So we'll see what they come up with. I, I, I hope they kind of go back to what made Metroid good, was that second, that third-party... Um, that third party look, uh, sorry, third person view of it, and you're kind of like trying to figure out where to go, and you can't access certain spots without certain powers and abilities and stuff like that. Um, I I wasn't a fan of the first person. I can't do first person shooter games, interviewer thing. You know, you know how it is. So I'll be very excited to see what happens. We probably won't hear any news about that for a couple more months, uh, probably another year or two, till you get kind of more definitive. Because it sounds like Nintendo drops stuff months before it comes out, which isn't a bad thing. Sets the expectations pretty low uh, until it comes out. Um, with that too, kind of a little bit more of housekeeping stuff. Uh, like I mentioned before, the PlayStation Classic is uh, now forty dollars. It came out in December. Was released in December for a hundred dollars. Uh, that's a big drop. That's over 50% of its value dropped in three months. And, you know, good, I guess. It just feels like they're just trying to burn inventory at this point just due to the fact that, you know, it wasn't selling. You know, it's $100 for that system is 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 worth a lot. So to kind of see what it can do, see what it will do, you know, who knows? The, the, the micro retro systems might just be hitting its... Tipping point, um, you know, you, they re-released the Nintendo Classic earlier this year, and you can find those everywhere. I, I make a joke to Jen uh, when we go by, being like, "Look, it's more Nintendos. Like, you can't rid of get rid of them fast enough." Same thing with the PlayStation Classics, to a point where Jen's like, "I'd, I'd pay forty dollars for that," and that's probably what end up happening. I probably will end up getting it eventually, just to have it. I think it's a pretty cool system. I still like the PlayStation One. I still have memories playing football with my stepdad and my my brother and you know, playing Resident Evil and playing some good games on the PlayStation. Like I said, I'm sad that Tomb Raider, you know, Crash Bandicoot, stuff like that, they're not on it. Spyro's not on it. Those are classic PlayStation games. Um, but I understand, you know, you got to make money and you you just did all this money for re- redo editions. You're not going to sell the old game for cheaper um, than you can get buy the new one or even have that option. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I think it'll be very good. I think Sony learned their lessons. Uh, I, I, if they end up doing a PlayStation 2 classic, I hope they do a lot more time and energy and figure out a good game to do it. But, you know, Metal Gear Solid's on it. Twisted Metal's on it. Uh, Cra- uh, not Crash. Resident Evil's on it. And Final Fantasy VII's on it. So there's there's a couple games that would definitely keep my interest. So check it out. They're still available. Dinky Chasm, GameStop has them. 
Target, all those places have them. So definitely invest it if you always wanted one. But uh, definitely check this out some more. I'll hopefully be doing these more of these uh, as it goes on. Just little topics that we can't get to in some of the podcasts. But uh, check it out. And uh, thanks for watching The Dorking.